Welcome back to The Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we deliver the information you need to become the CEO of your author business. My guest this week is Justin Renard, the head of marketing for Pronoun. You know Pronoun, right? Their mission is to build a new model for publishing that puts authors first. They believe that independent authors deserve a better way to publish, and they believe they're creating the tools, technology, and information authors need to succeed in today's digital market. About a year ago, Pronoun was acquired by Macmillan Publishers, and things have really begun to get interesting for them over the past six months. I was very pleased to get Justin on the show, and we spent our time chatting about the tools and distribution they're offering to indie authors, which include, as of last week, distribution to libraries, which is super cool. I'm going to keep this intro incredibly short today. I'm recording on Father's Day, and we've got people, you may be able to hear them in the background, over. I'm blessed to be surrounded by family on this Father's Day, and I don't want to be away from them too much longer. This interview kicks off with me asking Justin to tell us about Pronoun and where they fit in the ever-changing world of indie publishing. Well, Pronoun is a self-publishing platform where any author, whether they are uh, new to self-publishing or uh, an ex- more of an experienced career author, career writer, uh, can self-publish their book and distribute it across all major ebook retailers, um, including library catalogs. So what that actually means is authors can upload their manuscript, convert their book from a Word document into an ebook file for free, create a cover or upload their own cover, uh, and then set their book up to be distributed uh, on Amazon.com uh, for Kindle buyers, Barnes & Noble for Nook buyers, Google Play, uh, Apple iBooks, and uh, Kobo. Okay, and I signed up this morning because I wanted to see what the sign-up process is like, and it's incredibly smooth. I, I will say that. And I looked at your author agreement, which first I want to compliment you on on actually coming up with an author's agreement that is easy to understand and, and makes sense. But it, it seems like you're a company that's going to be really easy for authors to deal with. Yeah, that was really our goal. I think that when we launched Pronoun, it was really important to us to be incredibly easy to use and and something that was built um, to take a lot of the hassle out of the self-publishing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we also wanted to be very straightforward and clear and easy to understand um, and, 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 and straightforward. You know, there, there's a lot of sort of mumbo jumbo out there and, and, uh, and smoke and mirrors. And it was really important for us to, to create something that was very straightforward. And that's kind of where the the philosophy behind creating a very um, easy to understand uh, author agreement came from, um, and of course, as you've probably read it, or any of these listeners can 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 read it and and understand that we've also made it very flexible and free. So you can use us, you can stay, you can go. Um, a lot of our features are optional and um, elective, so you can use all the full power of pronoun or uh, just a limited uh, certain tools that you think will help your publishing experience. And, and just to I- expand on that a little bit, um, if someone wants to just use you to distribute to three of the platforms that you distribute to, that's okay, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that was a feature that we added in January mm-hmm. where um, you can opt out of specific retailers, um, especially if uh, there, there's many authors out there that 
uh, are, feel very strongly and passionately about managing their self-publishing through mm -hmm. specific retailers directly because they're taking advantage of, of other tools and services that those um, services provide. Uh, and we didn't want to get in the way of that. So certainly um, there are many authors that have signed up for Pronoun just to take advantage of specific distribution to retailers that they, they weren't working directly on or had difficulty getting on. Uh, a good example of that is Google Play, uh, which isn't accept is not accepting any new vendors. Um, and then certainly uh, we just launched library distribution, and that's something that we're seeing authors who, uh, especially more advanced career hybrid authors, mm -hmm. um, they are actually signing up just so they can access our uh, distribution to libraries. <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I, I talk to a lot of traditionally published authors who, who see the writing on the wall where they may become self-published authors at, at some point. And one of the great fears that many of them have is I, I lose my library readers. And, you know, I doubt that Pronoun is going to be able to convince libraries to buy hundreds of thousands of copies of books or thousands of copies of books. I guess if it was hundreds of thousands, they, they would uh, not be worried about becoming self-published authors. But it, it does give authors a, it, what seems like a seamless and easy way into the library market. Absolutely. Um, so anyone who publishes on Pronoun can elect to have their books added to the catalogs of both Overdrive and Biblioteca for Biblioteca's cloud library service. Uh, both of these uh, catalogs uh, serve uh, over 20,000 uh, libraries across the country and, and internationally as well. And uh, we've also made it so that authors can set their own price if they want to for their books listed there. Um, so they can kind of control a bit of that experience and experiment with using a price point to perhaps um, encourage more uh, acquisition from librarians. Now, it's important to note that um, when authors use this service, this is just including their books into a catalog for mm -hmm. purchase by librarians. So the library, the librarians at these libraries who are responsible for collection development, specifically for digital eBooks, will be the ones deciding whether or not uh, an author's book would be included in that library. And certainly, to your point, authors that have uh, a little bit more notoriety or have a little bit more, um, uh, perhaps are, are also published by a trade publisher, may see uh, a more immediate pickup because they're more recognizable by those buyers. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly, even just including it in the, the catalog is a huge step forward for authors to be able to approach any library and request that their book get uh, included in that catalog. And, and many libraries, in fact, include a feature where uh, uh, their patrons can request specific ebooks to be added to a, um, a library catalog, so, which uh, is a service that uh, enables perhaps an author to uh, uh, organize some of their fans or their supporters, especially if they have a, a good indie following, to go out and help uh, generate some demand so that those collection developing librarians can 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 acquire their books for their catalogs. <clears throat> that's a really great point. There are, I mean, that's something that's going on in the traditional world as well for midlist authors who maybe are not going to shoot to the top of the bestseller list. They're not an automatic buy for libraries. One of the things that they've always done is try and mobilize their readers and, and just say, hey, contact your library, let them know you'd, you'd like to get this book through there. And I've heard things like for every 
so many requests, the library will buy one copy of the book. I don't, I don't remember the specific number, but this is something that's been going on forever, and now it's, it's just more available to indie authors. You mentioned pricing, and what a lot of indie authors may not know, when libraries purchase ebooks, they're not necessarily paying list price for the ebook, and they're, they're buying a license to distribute a certain number of electronic copies of your book, and the pricing is set by the publisher. And there may be limits on the number of copies that can be distributed in total or at a time. And that's done because in the past, libraries have always purchased books that became less valuable as time would go on, and they would have to rebuy them. Do you guys have any best practices in terms of pricing for authors that are completely new to selling into libraries? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, what, uh, well, I'll start by saying is that when you distribute your ebook uh, to uh, Overdrive and Biblioteca with Pronoun, um, you uh, stand to earn 70% royalty for the price that you set for that book for each sale. Um, and that actually grants uh, a license to any purchasing library the option to uh, include that book in their catalog for up to two years or 52 checkouts, uh, whichever comes first. So that's kind of how the structure works. Um, and of course, an author can change that price at any time and experiment. Um, we don't yet have uh, any kind of sophisticated guidance for authors yet. It's something that we are developing in terms of which price point to test. Certainly, um, there, uh, we, we do have a very powerful pricing recommendation tool for uh, the retail side of um, our platform. Uh, and the way that that works is you can input a price that you're thinking of pricing your book at. And based on the category and subcategory that you've selected for your book, we will show you what the most popular price points are for books in that category, as well as which uh, what is the most popular price for bestsellers in that category. So you can kind of see what the distribution of price points is for your specific segment of the market and certainly what price point is most attractive to buyers for your segment um, uh, in the market. And so that's a really good barometer, I think, in general for when you're pricing because certainly um, doing uh, price parity for your book uh, in the library distribution is something that many authors experiment with. And knowing that a lot of libraries across the country um, are working with limited budgets and they may have allocated a specific budget just for independently uh, published books or self-published books that um, authors might want to experiment with either retail pricing or discount pricing, especially if they see libraries as simply an option to uh, find readers and, and build uh, their more awareness for their for their author brand. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great point. Um, you mentioned the seventy percent royalty, and that's something that some news came out a few months ago. I, I think I saw a blog post that you had done on Jane Friedman's website where you talked about the the new pronoun pricing structure or royalty structure that included paying seventy percent on ninety nine cent books as well as and I, I may have this wrong it might not be seventy percent for books over nine ninety nine but it was far more than you would get at Amazon for example for books priced over nine ninety nine and and you guys got a lot of press about that and there were a lot of questions in the indie community. Uh, the whole how are they doing this thing? Um, can you, do you want to take a couple of minutes and, and address that? Because I still hear those questions. 
sure. Um, and, and just to sort of um, be clear, uh, the the way the royalty rates break down, they're they're all listed on our our help center um, mm -hmm. on our website um, in detail. Uh, but it's seventy percent for books uh, priced. Um, between 99 cents and 9.99, and 65% uh, of the list price when a book is priced $10 and above, and that's for sales of books in the U.S. and Canada. Um, outside of the U.S. and Canada, the royalty structure is a little bit different. Um, it's still 70% for all sales on Apple iBooks, um, but uh, sales on Kobo, for example, are 50%, and Google Play are 52%. Um, and then uh, Amazon sales, there's a range depending on the territory, and those are listed in a little bit more detail. I can't really speak to the specifics of our retailer agreements just because it's a policy here. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly, uh, it's something that we felt was important to offer a very simple and author-friendly pricing structure um, that would uh, enable especially these uh, beginning authors to get a leg up in the market uh, where in, in a self-publishing space, there's a lot of competition at those lower price points. Mm -hmm. uh, and knowing how much these beginning authors struggle with getting some revenue together and being able to reinvest in the success of their books or books um, because they don't have very big marketing budgets. Being able to offer them a really good price on those lower price points was really important. And as I'm sure you're aware, price promotions through services like BookBub um, or other um, price promotion uh, tools really focus on those lower price points and being able to offer authors that 70% at that lower price uh, felt like the right thing to do. And for people who, who have maybe a lengthy series and they want to price the first book in the series at 99 cents to bring people in, it's just a way of earning... I guess essentially double on yeah. on the sales of that book, which is pretty pretty valuable, and it really generated a lot of a lot of buzz. And and I, I began hearing people really talking about you. Then you you guys, your history is a little bit unusual. You there was a combination of companies that came together, and then you were acquired by Macmillan about just about a year ago, right? Yeah. Should I talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah why not? Uh, it's a really interesting story. So the very beginning of Pronoun uh, was actually another company called Bookler that was focused on studying the ebook market and compiling data to help authors and publishers make better marketing and publishing decisions to help their books get more found. Um, and this company actually combined with another startup called Vook, which was a new entrant uh, a couple of years ago focused on the design and building of enhanced ebooks. Uh, and so when these two companies merged, they created an incredibly powerful and easy to use ebook building and distribution experience that was backed by data. And that's something that I haven't talked a lot about uh, in this interview yet, but um, I, I want to take a moment to sort of talk about what that means is um, pronoun. Uh, studies um, and evaluates over 7 million books every day uh, to understand how they're being priced and how books are listed, which categories are trending. We even uh, research and study actual keyword searches that authors are using when shopping for books. In, and all of this is done in real time. And we compile all of this data and serve it to the authors that publish on Pronoun. Um, and so it means that when you are ready to choose your category or select specific keywords to help your book get found in searches or determine the right price point that is 
going to help your book uh, improve sales. Um, we actually offer this information to you in a way that you can make those decisions very quickly and go back and update them as the market and the environment changes. Um, so, for example, with keywords, um, we're studying these words on a weekly basis, and uh, you can write in any kind of words you think readers might be using to search your book. Uh, and we will tell you, A, if that keyword or keyword string um, or search term, I should say, search term string is something that actual shoppers are using. And then we will tell you how popular that search term is, so how often it's being used. And we'll also tell you how attainable uh, it is for your book to be seen uh, when that search term is used, meaning are there a lot of other highly ranked books uh, that are also appearing in that search term result, uh, which might mean that your book is further down the list, especially if you're at the beginning of your process. Um, and we do the same thing for categories to help you understand which of the over 4,000 Amazon categories your book is best suited to appear in. And we also let you know that if your book's rank is as good, if not better, than the 100th best-selling book uh, in a top 100 list on Amazon, that uh, is compatible with your book's uh, style, then we will let you know with an email so that you can uh, reconsider recategorizing your book and and perhaps take advantage of that halo effect of and momentum of appearing on a bestseller list. You know, you're talking about all this data, and it's it's one of the things that that indie authors are are constantly wrestling with. We know Amazon has all this data and it's like, why can't we get at this data? Why, why can't, why don't they share it with us? And, and we see things that Amazon will do in terms of pricing things. And, and you go, Hmm, I, you know, and you know, deep down inside, you know, they're doing that based on the data. And it's, it's exciting to me that you guys are actually making this data available to us. Yeah. And that was something that was also uh, a real big part of the launch of Pronoun was, could we make a publishing experience that was as powerful as some of the tools and services that the biggest publishers in the industry have access to? Uh, and in some cases, this is even more advanced than many of those publishers. Uh, and we're continuing to invest and improve upon it to make it that much more effective um, for for authors. Uh, and, and we hear nothing but incredible uh, excited happiness that authors can suddenly uh, see their books high, highly ranked in search results or they've been able to jump into bestseller lists very quickly after just publishing their first book. Um, and certainly being able to go back and, and have that kind of control is something that authors really love. But we've also made it super easy. So the very beginning author doesn't have to know what the right category word is that, that, that they should be listed in. They can just use regular words and we'll help make those recommendations to them so um, they can get up and running really fast and then kind of learn as they go. And again, you mentioned that it's it's easy to change if something changes, as in the instance that you – or the example you used where something dramatic changed and you send an email to the author letting them know that they have the opportunity to become a part of the, the halo effect for this other book by changing a couple of things. Yes, um, absolutely. And that's kind of half of the fun, I think, of <laughs> of supporting authors throughout their career and not just that – Get up, get up and running, make your book for sale, and then goodbye. We want to be the kind of um, self-publishing experience that stays with the author as their kind of co-pilot and helps them um, really incrementally improve their overall business. Um, and and because uh, a lot of authors out there, this is their dream. They want to make 
success um, out of this, whether it's they want to get their book widely read and and, and reviewed, or they simply are, are looking to um, build a lucrative business where they can perhaps quit their day job. Um, certainly, that's that's very much a dream of many authors, and we're hoping that by creating an experience that's that's with them all the time and helping them can can actually get them there. Now, I, I've spent most of my adult life in the technology business as uh, a startup founder, and we would build these companies. And inevitably, what you would hear as a part of a startup is, we don't want to spend a lot of money with you because you're kind of small and you might go away. Something, something could happen, and, and things happen to startup companies all the time. Um, and then we would be acquired by a much larger company, and everything changed because all of a sudden you have – I'll use your term, the halo effect of the larger company, and you're a part of that larger company, and you don't get that question anymore. Has was being acquired by Macmillan? Did that? Did any of those benefits sort of uh, trickle down to you? Um, I think absolutely. Macmillan uh, has an over 100 year publishing history and a lot of uh, great insight into building, you know, the careers of authors. Um, and so it's been really exciting to be able to tap into a lot of that internal expertise. Macmillan is highly committed to the self-publishing space. Uh, a lot of authors don't know that they have a similar business uh, in Germany right now. Um, and that was part of the reason they acquired uh, Pronoun in the U.S. is because I saw an opportunity to build something similar um, in, in uh, in the States. When they saw Pronoun, uh, they thought that this was the best uh, in the States, and they were really excited to bring that into the fold. To that end, um, we have, uh, of course, been focused on building and improving Pronoun um, uh, ever since that acquisition. And, and I think the last six months has been a, a real testament to that, uh, having been able to launch improved uh, uh, royalty rates for authors. We launched uh, the ability for authors to set pre-orders uh, and zero pricing without any kind of exclusivity, and they can do that temporarily or permanently for their books. Uh, we've uh, created some new features around our, we've launched author pages, which is a way for authors to create uh, very quickly and easily a website that includes all of the books, even if they're not published through Pronoun, uh, along with links links to retail sites, um, as well as an author bio, and we've designed professional-looking social share cards for those, those pages. Uh, it's 100% free, and there's a lot of authors that use Pronoun exclusively for that service. Um, we have uh, launched something called Enhanced Back Matter. So when you're uh, publishing on Pronoun, you have the option to add a More by This Author page, uh, and it, it's been built such that if your book is published on Pronoun uh, and a reader clicks on a link of one of your other books, it will automatically direct them to their preferred ebook store um, without having to click other places. So it gets the reader to the shopping environment faster, um, and that really helps authors build uh, sales for the other books in their list. Most recently, uh, we launched library distribution. So we have a very long list of some exciting features to continue launching throughout the year. Um, and, you know, I think that this new union um, has been nothing but really advantageous for authors. What gets you most excited about what you're doing within Pronoun? Because you, you've identified a, a bunch of things, everything from, from being able to utilize <laughs> big data to adding new features to helping, helping authors become professional sort of uh, more rapidly than they might be 
might be able to, if they're just kind of doing this on their own, what gets you most excited about everything that's going on? Um, I think that the, the thing that excites me the most, and this is in part because I actually have a long career in, uh, traditional marketing for, uh, authors and, and books, mm-hmm. um, is this idea of investing in authors careers beyond just, um, distribution. So is actually helping authors succeed at being found and, and building, um, uh, a readership. And so that's this idea of, can we create tools and services for authors that actually helps them find readers and sell their book and get reviews? And so that's something that we're really focused on is continuing to invest in the success of authors. Um, and so that really excites me. And that's a long-term play. And uh, uh, it seems like a lot of what you're doing is, is a long-term play where essentially you're, you're just a pass-through mechanism for royalties and you're not really collecting anything on the royalty side. Um, you, you've got a, a deep-pocketed parent and you're building towards something. And is that it? Is, is it the long-term relationship with authors where the, the, the more committed to one another the author and the company becomes, uh, the opportunity for additional revenue streams kicks in? I mean, that's one way of looking at it. I think that for us, we are really committed to investing in the independent author uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Certainly, there's a lot of other kinds of companies out there serving this community. The the whole definition of self-publishing, indie publishing, hybrid, traditional, all of these kinds of labels, I think are starting to get a bit uh, fuzzier. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and certainly having a a strong Chinese wall between being traditional and being self-published is something that is starting to to disappear a little bit. And so I think that uh, really being able to create uh, an experience and a tool that serves those authors at the beginning of their careers is a great way for for Macmillan to learn about what is the next generation of best-selling writers look like and what are their needs and and how can um, how can we perhaps um, uh, seed success that way. Hmm, yeah, great answer. Um, let, let's talk about reporting for a minute because that's something that as indie authors we're really into how many books are we selling. Um, how, how does your reporting work when you're distributing or you're gathering information from so many different sources? Yeah, and that's that's it's definitely a challenge <laughs> because you know we want something that's clean and sophisticated, just like the rest of our platform. And mm-hmm. so we've we've created a whole sales dashboard where authors can um, see how their books are performing day to day. And then we also have uh, a set of emails that goes out. In fact, uh, I think we email um, a sales summary uh, on a daily basis. Um, and you can review your sales by logging into your platform and, and, and interacting with your dashboard. It sometimes takes a couple days for a retailer to report each and every sale. Mm-hmm. And we are distributing now to the, the five major ebook retailers and to library catalogs. Um, and so we get new sales data daily. Um, and we uh, are updating that that information um, uh, with basically within 30 minutes of receiving those reports. It goes into our system. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, we have pre-order books that we're tracking and books that are priced at free. Um, and so, uh, as you can imagine, you have your sort of sales reporting and then your accounting and then your payments. Um, we've definitely uh, tried to simplify all of this for authors so that they can have real-time information about their books 
uh, an entire list's performance, as well as um, to have accurate accounting when when it gets time to to receive the royalty payments. Um, and so uh, all of this having both transparency and accuracy is incredibly, incredibly important to us. Uh, and certainly we hear it from authors if there's any kind of questions about that. Um, and we try to be as, as immediately responsive as possible. Um, there is from time to time, there may be a delay from, uh, a retailer, um, in which case we try to notify authors when that takes place. Um, and certainly, uh, uh, it has no impact on that, that author's sales performance or their ability to continue using the platform and all the other features that we offer. And I have to say there's, you can get a lot more work done if you're not refreshing the how many books did I sell in the last eight minutes button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe that's, maybe that's a good thing. Um, you mentioned royalty payments. When do you pay royalties? So royalties are paid on a, a monthly schedule about 60 days after each calendar month. So, for example, January earnings would be deposited into your account in April. Okay. Um, February earnings in May. Um, and we uh, actually use PayPal as our payment partner. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Okay. Do you have plans to add direct deposit via ACH at some point? It's something that we're looking into. Okay. Um, like so many of these things are complicated to engineer around. So uh, we want to do it in such a way that isn't a huge uh, burden for authors. Mm -hmm. um, because that's kind of another part of our big ethos is creating an experience that's generally easy. Um, and once it becomes a burden, it's frustrating and it takes away from time spent writing and, and, and building your, your, your brand. Yeah, I, I just have to say, I think what you guys are doing is just incredibly exciting. And I, I'm really, really happy that you had the time to come on the show and, and share some of what you're doing uh, with the AuthorBiz audience, and especially this library stuff, which is, is super exciting to me right now. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't? No, I don't think so. Um, I think we covered uh, the crux of our business. I would just say that, um, you know, uh, pronoun is... 100% free to sign up and try out and use. Um, certainly, you don't have to publish with us to take advantage of many of our features. We've made them such that you can go in and, and try out our search term tools and pricing suggestions. Uh, in oh. fact, I've heard word on the street that agents and editors and, and whatnot also like to experiment with Pronoun to get insights into the market. And so that's certainly something that um, can be really fun and, and inspiring. Very cool. I can I can say that it took me probably less than thirty seconds to sign up when I signed up earlier this morning because I wanted to see what the process is, and now I'm excited to go in and, and to use some of those tools. Um, Justin, thank you so much for being here. Uh, where can people learn more about Pronoun? Well, uh, the easiest place is to go to Pronoun.com, um, and of course we have a, a lively Facebook community, and we also have an online magazine called The Verbs, which is on Medium. All right. We've been speaking with Justin Renard, the Chief of Marketing for Pronoun. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And as always, we'll have show notes to everything we mentioned at theauthorbiz.com. Thank you so much for listening.